Blog Talk Radio. Will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is the weekly weather for April 25th to May 1st, 2022. And the excitement is in the skies. The eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. I always feel a little bit like Paul Revere. The British are coming. The British are coming. But these are pretty big eclipses. It is a partial that's helpful, but Uranus is with it. And there's a lot of juicy energy in the heavens. So busy week ahead. Very emotional, very sensitive, very intense. And so let's get started. We have a lot going on, and we're going to be working with this energy uh, in very intensely over the next uh, four weeks. So we have the two weeks from the full moon to the new. The new moon is this week on on 30th, uh, next Saturday night. Uh, And then... We have two weeks for the full moon, and then we have two weeks for release. So there's a very intense energy. But as we're going to the illuminating moon, meaning the sun and the moon meet together, so we find out stuff. We find out stuff, and then we process the emotions on the other end. Sometimes it's an emotional eclipse, and then we figure out what we want to do, lunar to solar. Other times it's a solar eclipse to lunar, and we go, oh, yeah, I'm feeling really pretty emotional about the whole thing, aren't I? And so that's the energy of this week, very emotional. So let's get started. We'll go forward and we'll look at what's happening. Um, so as I said before, the eclipses are coming. The eclipses are coming. Uh, and so this is a picture of the eclipse. It takes place on April 30th. So I know it's at the end of the week. So we're going to do the end of the week and then go backwards and see where it is, see where we are. So notice the eclipse. It's very much uh, all the planets on the one side. Again, Mercury has just scooched over a little bit into Gemini. Uh, But the eclipses are clumps. Notice the clump of Pisces planets down there. Juno and uh, Mars and the Neptune and the Venus and the Jupiter. And then notice the clump of Taurus planets. Athena, Moon, Sun, Uranus, North Node. So there's a very potent energy when we have an earth and water energy working together. Rising sign of the chart is uh, Virgo cast for Washington, of course, casted for where you live. But the energy is pretty, pretty potent. And notice how close the sun and the moon are to Uranus. Uranus is in new territory now. He, you know, he only got as high as 13 last year, and now he's hanging out in new territory, laying new tracks, and he's about to have the sun and moon come and whack him. And <laughs> those of you, I mean, I love Uranus. I love my Uranus transits most of the time, except this week I got wiped out. I had Mars and Uranus on my stuff, and I got like some kind of weird stomach bug. But it, you know, it, and I had Mars on my moon, so I got attacked. I think it was the raw, the raw oysters, frankly, that got me. But, you know, who knows? It wasn't pleasant, all I can say. It was very process-oriented there. But with Uranus, the moon and the sun coming to aspect him, and we're in a releasing phase, meaning we're going from the full moon to a new. So we're going to release, release, release. But the other thing that happens is Mercury goes into his retrograde shadow tomorrow. He enters his shadow, which means lots of reveals. Mercury is going to be talking and telling tales. Also, Mercury goes into Gemini the day before the eclipse. 
So he's very chatty. He's like full of news and stories, but he is also trying to Pluto. So sometimes when Mercury's in Gemini trying to Pluto and he has an upcoming retrograde, he's very tricky because he goes, well, you know, you know, you know about that fight that so-and-so had. And you're like, no, I, I didn't hear about the fight. What fight? You know, this is one of those things where you're you're going to hear stuff. You're going to hear cat fight over in my corner of my kitchen. Um, you're going to hear stuff, and you're going to figure out what you want to do about it. Now, I would encourage you with this with these aspects, if you hear something that does not make sense, double check it. It's important to double check it because this is the kind of Mercury where people say things. And you kind of hear it on a different level, or they're saying things on purpose to get you annoyed because of the trying to Pluto, right? They're telling you stuff that technically you should know may change how you feel about people, may change how you think about people. You may look at it and go, okay, well, what's that about? And it is Mercury trying Pluto. Uh, and as he enters his shadow, his shadow is going to be at the degree of 26 Taurus, so the Mercury in Taurus trines Pluto. Now, a little politics here. I live in Florida. We passed a bill. They passed, the state legislature passed a bill, which has been named the Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh, this weekend, on the approach to the eclipse, right, you know, we always watch what happens. Governor DeSantis took away the special uh, Disney was set up 50 years ago as a special city. Of course, it's 49 years. It's Chiron returned for Disney, right? Chiron and Aries. They got a special tax break where they run the community they're in. And so Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislature, which is Republican-led, uh, Disney said they were going to work to not to revoke the, reverse the bill. And they said, okay, we're going to go after your tax status. Very Taurus, very Scorpio. What are the nodes in Taurus and Scorpio? So they did a little legislature and they signed it into law saying we're taking away Disney's tax status. Now, you know, you can think what you want about our country, but there is a little bit of an unholy alliance between the corporations and the government, right? And with Pluto and Capricorn, it's asking us to change that alliance. It's looking at the alliance with a little bit of a BDI and going, you know, we're supposed to change that alliance. So basically, the state of Florida went after the mouse, Disney, who's a huge employer, biggest employer in the state, huge source of revenue. And he says, Ron DeSantis, I don't want any woke, woke companies. I'm like, what, you want to be asleep? You want to be asleep? Pay attention. Uh, a lot of kids have gay parents, two moms, two dads. What are they going to do in show and tell through third grade? I mean, it's just kind of a weird bill. But more importantly, Ryan DeSantis is a Virgo. Mercury, not in great shape in Taurus, not in great shape trining Pluto. So he did this stunt, and Disney said, we're not going to contribute to legislature donations, and we're going to look to reverse it. And I just looked at this and I went, wow, every corporation in America is watching this. And they're all going, wow, if we give to these people, these Republicans, this is what they're going to do to us if we don't agree with their rules. Hmm, maybe we need to back other people. And I went, ooh, is Florida going to turn blue? Could be fun. 
I was like, wow, not good. We're in the decant of Virgo, Pluto and Virgo. No, 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 no. But I was laughing and I thought, well, clearly Ron does not have an astrologer and he's kind of that Virgo energy that's a little, you know, I am a Virgo. I can talk trash about it. It's lower form Virgo, right? So I was like, oh, Ron, I don't think this is a good idea. One, I don't think they're going to let you be president when you do crap like this. And two, every company in America is looking and going, oh, you guys get in charge and you're going to just do stuff like this to us? I don't think so. So it'll be really interesting to see the fallout of this because it is taking place. <laughs> it's taking place with some really funky aspects. Net, net is the way we're looking at it. So quite exciting. Stay tuned, as Rachel Maddow says. So the eclipses are bringing to light situations and making us look at things. That's enough politics. We're going to go on to the next. But I, I must say I was chuckling. I went not a good idea, Ronnie. You know, that lower form bitchy Virgo, excuse my French for those with young children listening, that B Virgo, not a good look, not a good look. So, you know, you live, you live, you learn. And, and Ron's having some tough transits. Got a little power hungry, that boy is. So we look at this energy and we understand we're having all these shifts and changes. We're having all these processes. We're having all these new developments. So as the energy goes forward, we're going to really watch this eclipse and figure out what we want to do with it. And most importantly, Venus, you can see, she's rolling there through the um, stuff. So let's take a second and look at her. Now, remember, look at these charts. Very Western for the United States, cast for Washington, obviously cast it for your location. But we do have Mercury rising at the last degrees of Virgo. And Disney, for all its beauty, is a Virgo company because it is very much about the animation and the details and working with children. And, you know, the mothers all die in the movies, so that's Virgo rising. You're, you know, raised by Cinderella. You're, you know, you become orphaned. So, yeah, so definitely a chart for Disney to pay attention to. And the Disney stock chart's really interesting. So we look at the Arabic parts for this, which has a lot of energy with Chiron aspecting the part of plays, which is always when, they, when that's in the sky, there's a story unfolding. And of course, Chiron's in Aries, you know, how are we, how are we to act? What are we to do? Um, the fixed stars, not particularly exciting fixed stars. They're kind of, you know, okay ones, nothing, nothing dramatic. But we do have some interesting asteroids, Mercury, who's now in Gemini, two stories, and he's the ruler of the rising sign in Virgo, is on Phaeton. Now, if you remember Phaeton's myth, he didn't have a father. Virgos are mother-identified children, so Ron's mother-identified. He's a Virgo, what can I say? So whatever his father's story was, not particularly great. And with Mercury on Phaeton, this promises a fall. Remember, Phaeton didn't see his dad, and he went and took his chariot, and he ran off with it, and then the burned the earth up and froze the earth and they whacked him with a lightning bolt and he fell in the water and he drowned. So Mercury's on Phaeton. Watch for news of falls. Watch for news of changes that are kind of tied to feeling resentful about what you didn't get. Very important to pay attention to this. Uranus is also opposite Hidalgo. Uranus, of course, rules unusual family structures, rules unusual things. Opposite Hidalgo wants to right the wrongs. We also see Orpheus and Eurydice active. Pluto on Orpheus 
Eurydice with Mars. So we know that there is a story of descending into the underworld with this aspect. And we do have Mercury trying Pluto, and we do have Pluto stationing the day before the eclipse. Again, we'll look at that in a minute. We know in Pluto stations the five days before, which is now, and the five days after the 29th, which takes us into May, are very powerful. And Pluto is going to be stationing at 28. Hang on, I got my notes here. Pluto's going to be stationing at um, uh, 28.35, and he's going to go backwards until October 9th. But he entered his shadow, which is the story of the Pluto, on January 6th of 2022. And if you remember, there were a lot of celebrations or meetings or things. And one of the things that was kind of a striking image was Congress talking about what went on on January 6th, and there were no Republicans there, except for Liz Cheney and her dad. And Adam Kinzinger was giving birth, so he was home. So that that imagery, Pluto, what, how are we using our power? What are we using? I remember Pluto and Capricorn, when he went through Scorpio, he changed how we felt about sex. When he went through Libra, he changed how we felt about relationships. When he went through Sag, we changed how we felt about re- publishing and communication. When he went through Capricorn, government corporations, those are the people on the change block. We also have Tipsiphon with Vesta, which is very much about the home and the hearth. Right, so Vesta, you know, Reedy District or something was where Disney was, but Tipsiphon is the fates, one of the fates, and it's contraparallel, playing with fate, interesting energy, lots of really intense energy. The choices you make on this eclipse are huge. You also have the Sun and Venus on Eros. That can be really nice for relationships, passions, excitement, and of course. Like, what are we passionate about? What are we exciting about? Now, the natal, the chart for the eclipse, of course, has the sun and the moon and Uranus in the eighth house. So there's all this information about what's going to happen with the tax status in this poor place in Florida, the billions of dollars of debt. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff going down. So it'll be really interesting. But it's also what's of value to you. How are you valued? Why Why are you valued? So this eclipse is really going to bring up our value issues. And then notice Venus and uh, Venus is hanging out with Jupiter and Neptune. Here she meets up with Neptune on April 27th. Again, Jupiter and Neptune just met a couple weeks ago on April 12th to start a new 13-year cycle. And here comes Venus. Moon hits them this week, uh, today and tomorrow, Monday. Uh, Venus goes in and wakes them up. And she goes, hello, fellas, how are you? You kind of can hear them singing, hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. It's so nice to have you back in town. Venus, come on over. So she meets up with Neptune. Again, look at this chart. It's got an interesting energy. See the Mercury trining the Pluto, right? Then the next one is Pluto stationing retrograde. That happens on the 29th. And here's the Pluto station. Notice again, the tw- I mean, this, think about it. Boom, 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 boom. The whole week craziness. So Pluto stations to go retrograde, and he's retrograde till October, but he's also back to January 6th of 2022, which was a year after the, the, the attack on the Capitol. So we know that there's stories afoot about this. And of course, we just had the tapes with McCarthy, where he was going to tell Trump to resign, and he didn't. And then he said he didn't say it, and then they released the tape. And then, you know, all that, all that that's all Mercury, all Mercury trying Pluto going to be a fun three, four more, 
what do we got? Five more weeks. Five more weeks of this crazy reveal stuff. But when Pluto stations, we know we have earthquakes, we have power dynamics, we have power struggles. So we're going to watch for that Pluto and see what he does because he's now going backwards. Notice he is talking to Mercury in a trine. He's also talking to Venus and Neptune. Venus and Jupiter and Neptune, that's called the minor grand trine, right? The big trine between the two and then the sextiles between Mercury and the Neptune planets. Minor grand trines are incredibly fertile. So you want to really work on your getting your stuff out the door into the world because this is juicy, juicy stuff. Yes, I know it's an eclipse. Yes, I know there's Uranus. But just trust the process. This is such a juicy new moon. It's so accelerated. It's moving so rapidly. I would just really encourage you to use it with the idea being eclipses take us places. It is an eclipse on the North Node, so it does want to invite us to travel. And then Mercury enters Gemini right before. Remember, he enters the shadow uh, tomorrow, but he enters uh, he enters Gemini. There's a small cat here making noise. He enters Gemini on Friday, and he is going to be dancing through Gemini until July 6th. Mercury in Gemini for, for three months is, is going to be a riot because we're going to find out all sorts of stuff. But remember, he's in Gemini, so you get part one of the story, then you get part two of the story, and then you get part three of the story, and then you're like, oh, my God, there's so many parts. Yeah, that's what Mercury likes because he's like a trickster, but he's also trying to Pluto stop, and he's like, oh, Baby, I got I got stuff. Remember, Mercury can go to the underworld. He's the only planet that can go there, visit Pluto. So he is bringing stuff up from the underworld, and he is telling tales. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Mercury. And then, of course, the partial eclipse that happens on Saturday. <sighs> Such a week we have. Uh, all right, so our aspects. The sun moves uh, along, and it gets up to 1148 uh, Taurus. So it's moving from 5, Taurus, through 1148, has the eclipse. It doesn't have a lot of aspects. It has a semi-square to series, which is I want to create something, but I'm not really sure what, because the series is in Mercury, is in Gemini. It's going to make, have to make some decisions about what. But the sun is kind of having fun. But more importantly, the sun's having an eclipse and a new moon, and it's going to meet Uranus next week. Big deal very profound. And Uranus is a place he's never been in 84 years. He's in a whole new section of the sky. So it's stuff you've never seen or heard before. Always fun. Mercury is going from 23 Taurus to 151 Gemini. As I mentioned, you saw the chart there. He moves into Gemini on April 29th. He does have in his, uh, in his energy in Taurus, he does have a sextile to Neptune and Jupiter this week as Venus joins them. His sextiles Neptune is on uh, the 24th, the 25th, and his sextile to Jupiter is on the 27th. So that's a juicy energy. Venus this week, busy girl that she is, is running from two Pi- 22 Pisces to 29, 26 Pisces. Next week she goes into Gemini. But in, or I'm sorry, goes into Aries. She's busy. Uh, Venus is super busy this week. As we mentioned, she hits the nodes of fate. She's going to trine them like a water spout, shoot the energy up, shoot the energy out. Then she's going to have a conjunction to Neptune. That happens on the the 27th. Then she has parallels with Neptune and Athena, so she revises her strategy. She has a little fight with Eris on the 27th. And then she meets up with Jupiter on uh, on the 30th. 
and says, wow, let's do it. And then she has a sextile to Pluto. So Venus is super strong, super active. She's in Pisces. She's roaming between 22 and 29 this week. So really pay attention to love, money, value stories. Venus in Pisces sees people's souls. She doesn't necessarily hold them accountable, but she sees their passions. So really just indulge in the passions. Indulge in the dreamy, visionary, laying on a hammock, looking at the clouds, thinking about your life, figuring out what it, what's important. So Venus is big. Mars this week not doing a whole lot. He goes from 9 Pisces to 12 53, but he does have a quintile with the North Node on April 28th, which usually is he gets invited to do something. So accept offers. You get Mars gets offers this week, and you should take them. You should say, all right, that sounds interesting. I can do that. Um, Saturn doesn't have a whole lot. He's not moving fast, but he does have a trine to Ceres in Gemini, uh, and Ceres is out of bounds. So when Saturn trines her, he wants to do some kind of collaborative, creative idea work. Again, it's all air with Saturn in series. But its ideas start things. So we're going to go with that. Uh, Neptune and Jupiter both have a little, you know, a little cranky aspect with Eris, which means, you know, she kind of, she just likes to stir the pot. And they're kind of like, you know, we're a little over it, Eris. We know you like to stir the pot, but we're not up for it this week. Try and avoid fighting. It, you know, it is. It's, Mars is in Pisces, so he doesn't really like to fight when he's in Pisces. He's like a fish Mars. He tends to get emotional and feel sad, you know. The Justin Timberlake video, Crimea River, comes to mind. Um, so watching that. And then, of course, Pluto stationing to go retrograde uh, is a juicy one. So it's busy week in terms of that stuff. We also have Palisathena leaving Aries, where she's been in warrior mode. And she's going into Taurus on April 30th. So that's kind of a juicy uh, forward motion energy. We look at the moon calendar. Uh, Eclipse week, I'm just going to say the whole week is emotional, but watch big deal on the 27th. There's so many aspects on the 27th. And then, of course, on the uh, on the 29th. So the Donald Blanford day this week is the 27th. That's the DB day. And then because there's so much turbulence and change on the 29th with Pluto stationing, Mercury changing signs, and the moon going into Taurus, there's a lot of, you know, volatility that day. So we want to kind of watch that. And we also have uh, a void moon where the moon goes void square to Pluto. So that's kind of an intense day. That's Friday the 29th. And then, of course, it's the eclipse. Uh, can't make this stuff up. It's busy week. <laughs> Uh, the 1st of May is nice, uh, May Day, of course, is when Ramadan ends, and there's a little bit of stress, but not too bad on the 1st. So those are the moons for the week. Um, so when we're looking at this energy, it's important to remember eclipses give us a sense of urgency. They make us feel like we absolutely positively have to do something right this second, and you don't. You're better off with all this intense energy taking a pulse, taking a beat, sitting and watching it, and going, oh, okay, what, like, what, what is going on? And giving it permission to unfold. You are going to have Mercury retrograde in the middle of this thing. So you're going to be working with partial information at best, possibly wrong information, because Mercury is the trickster and he's trining Pluto and Pluto's retrograde and Mercury's like, okay, I can be a brat because Pluto's not around and I can say things. And 
uh, you know, I was reminded of um, a Law and Order episode. I've really been getting into Law and Order because I like the bad guys getting caught and thrown into jail. It's very satisfying. And there was an episode with Jerry Orbach where he had a conflict with this one guy, and the guy said, yeah, I killed the bitch. Excuse my French again. And, and Jerry was like, he confessed. And then nobody believed Jerry. And at the end of the episode, the DA said, so what did you say to him? He said, yeah, I told him I killed her. And it was like one of those things. So it's Mercury trying Pluto. Dark information coming to light that you probably knew about on some level, but you didn't really know about. But now you find out. But it's also got a trickster component, and it has parts to it. So it's important to wait and get all the parts to really understand what they are, because they're going to help you figure out what you want to do about it. And you don't have full information until July 6th when Mercury gets out of its shadow and out of Gemini. Until then, we're dealing with Mercury in trickster mode starting this week, but also because he is um, really feeling his oats because he's got a square to Jupiter and Venus. He's got a trine to Pluto. He's got a trine to, going to have a trine to Saturn soon. Yeah, he's he's a little out of control. Um, so when we have that kind of Mercury, it's always important to double-check your words, double-check your thoughts. Don't put anything in writing you don't want published in the newspaper. Just trust that Mercury is here to reveal things. And if something gets revealed, which it may, you want to be like, oh, yeah, that, that, that happened. No lying, you're going to get caught. Mercury catches you. Um, and trust that energy of, uh, I'm supposed to know this. There's like a water spout energy, like here's the information, here's the information, and you kind of may go, well, I'm a little overwhelmed. Again, that's okay. That's part of the deal, but it also is part of the, um, the, the, the information. Remember having our Pluto return as a country here in the United States. So Mercury is, you know, our Mercury's talking, talking, communicating, sharing his ideas as we figure out what we want to do. And it's important to watch the news, watch the media, look for things that are optimistic, but also do expect lots and lots of stuff to be told because that's what Mercury's up to doing. Now, I have a couple of website option opportunities for you here. Um, the Venus-Jupiter, I have return the Pluto return of the United States, which is a 90-minute webinar. It talks about where the Pluto return is happening. And, of course, the next... Pluto part is July 11th. So we have Mercury, we have uh, uh, Pallas Athena going into Taurus until July 5th. So we have a lot of stuff that's going to end right before that next Pluto return, retrograde Pluto return. I also have the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction available on my site, uh, recorded, and you can buy it. We talk about that where that Jupiter-Neptune takes place, the timing, where it lands in your chart, and how to work with it. And finally, last but not least, a couple of stars where I take the Twitter aspect somewhat expanded because Twitter only lets me have a certain amount of characters and I give you a daily audio for six to ten minutes um, with, I know, hi, what's up? I know, you're just telling me stories. So you can sign up at Patreon uh, under Ann Ortley and it's $17 a month um, and feel free to uh, check it out. That would be cool. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy of the week and that you can, you can use this energy in a productive way that's helpful to you and that really helps you use the energy in a happy, joyous, creative way 
very intense week. So when we have a week that's this intense, it's important to trust the process, double check the information, Mercury's in his shadow, know it's a lot of emotion, it's a Pluto station plus an eclipse, plus the eclipse on Uranus, plus Venus hanging out with Jupiter and Neptune, getting them moving, plus Mars and Pisces, He's a, little, he's a little befuddled when he's in Pisces. He's like, do I go left? Do I go right? Which way do I go? I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he's also really emotional. And Mars really hates it when he cries. Um, but he might cry this week. And it'll be an ugly cry. It'll be an ugly cry. So hopefully that helps and you have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. This conference is no longer being recorded.